Angela wants to know what common traits I see amongst owners of failing businesses. Hey everyone, it's uh, David Barnett from davidcbarnett.com, the blog site, YouTube channel, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Amazon podcast, where I talk about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses. Please, if you like the video, if you like my videos, click like, click subscribe. Really helps out in letting the YouTube algorithm know that the content of the video is good. This week, I was asked in a comment by Angela, David, what are the common traits you see amongst business owners who are failing? And so, you know, obviously, this is 2020. Uh, right now, the whole COVID thing, obviously, is a big thing that's hurting a lot of businesses. But if I look back through my history of working with different business owners, um, and and I'll remind you my of my definition of failure, which I think is a place where I should start. Um, traditionally, a failing business is seen as one in which things are so bad that the doors close and the business shuts down. That is not my definition of a failing business. My definition of a failing business includes those businesses, but it also includes a business where somebody works full-time, week in, week out, with an effort and skills and labor that would be worth like $50,000 in the labor market, but their business doesn't deliver them even that level of money. So they're actually taking home less out of their business than they would earn if they went and got a job somewhere else. That kind of business is also within my definition of a failed business because the business is failing to thrive and give the owner the value of their labor plus some kind of rate of return on the capital and money that they've invested in the business and then through all that startup time, etc. So what are the things that I've noticed about these people, the common traits? Uh, I boiled it down to three things, okay? So number one, it's a lack of good information and some kind of plan to compare the information to. So you can have financial statements and you can have reports from your online sales shopping cart or from QuickBooks or whatever you're using. But if your information is incomplete, uh, for example, if you know, you're only putting sales in and you're not adequately recording all of your bills, or if you're recording your bills when you pay them instead of when you receive them and you accrue the accounts payable, etc., then your balance sheet isn't going to be accurate at any, any given point in time. And if you don't know how to read your, your income statement or your balance sheet, again, even if the information is correct, it's not going to be good for you. So I've seen consistently in business people that have failed a lack of good information, number one, but importantly, number two, the lack of any kind of plan or forecast with which to compare the information. So if you're in a business that you've been operating and you create a plan of what you intend to do in the coming year, and then halfway through the year, you compare what you're actually doing to the plan, you can then gauge if you're on track or not, right? You know which direction you're headed. Well, if you have information, but there's no plan to compare it to, how do you know if you're on track or not? Is it just, oh yes, I'm paying my bills? Well, if it's just, oh yes, I'm managing to cover my bills, then you may be falling into that category of businesses that haven't closed yet, but aren't delivering an actual real rate of return on your labor and your investment, which in my opinion is still a failing business. So, and this is the thing that shocks people when they meet me one day when they decide they want to sell, 
is I'll do a normalization of the, the business and I'll figure out what it's worth and I'll go back and I'll say, look, you've been working in this business. It hasn't even paid you a fair market salary for the type of work you've been doing. So who's going to buy it? Who's going to think this is a wise thing to invest their money in, right? And and this is why a lot of businesses end up closing. You know, people say, oh, it's such a shame. They were open for 30 years and they ended up closing. It was never worth operating, right? They, they, they eked out some level of existence. And then when they got to the end, they realized no one was going to buy it. So they closed it. That was probably the logical decision to make. So um, second sort of common trait I notice of business owners of failing businesses, the owner has too much hands-on time in the business. So the owner is also the manager and main service provider and is working 40, 50 hours a week in the business, never sitting down to think about the business, think about the future of the business, think about the processes and think about the customer journey and think about how the customers feel about the service or talking to customers outside of the normal delivery of, of the product or service just to get their feedback and see how people feel or spending time reading industry literature, learning about new technology or things that are coming down the pike. Um, you know, they're spending all their time busy working. Well, real business owners have to have some kind of strategic view in understanding where they're directing their business. And so this is another thing I don't see in business owners that are failing is that oftentimes what will happen is uh, there's a lack of money. And so they literally try to dis they try to make up for the lack of money by displacing all of their employees as much as they can with their own time, which is probably one of the most foolish things that anyone could do. Uh, if, you know, I knew a guy once who owned a pizzeria and he would go in at seven o'clock in the morning to chop vegetables to save labor. Uh, so he was displacing someone that he's probably paying nine fifty or ten dollars an hour, so that he could work for nine fifty or ten dollars an hour. And I mean, when I say it like this, I hope you understand how insane that is. Um, you pay someone nine fifty or ten dollars an hour to do lower skilled work, so that you have time to go and do the high value work, which is like thinking about the long term strategy or direction of your business. So. The final thing that uh, that I've noticed about people who are failing at business is that they're not part of any kind of mastermind network or don't have a community of fellow entrepreneurs, business owners that they can talk to, relate to, explain their problems to, get feedback from, etc. So these are often people who have the dream of owning a business. They come from you know, some scenario growing up where they have friends, you know, from high school or college or whatever, none of whom are business owners. And then they embark on the journey of being a business owner, either, either through buying a business or starting a business. But they're still hanging out with all those other people. And they're not spending time with other people who are at the same point in life who have a business and have business problems and everything. So, for example, one of the members of my Business Buyer Adventure group coaching program um, you know, he hangs a lot with a lot of his high school friends and now he's running a multi-million dollar business and all of them have jobs, right? So can he explain his work problems to them? No, not really, you know? And so I said to him, you need to make other friends, other new friends. Like who's the local Wendy's franchisee, a guy who's got 40, 50 employees and he's got employee issues and stuff. That's a person you have something in common with. That's the kind of friend you can have where you can talk about your business and get ideas and share concerns 
without getting a blank stare back or without having people share opinions with you that are colored by an employee's point of view. You know, you, you want to find out from people who know, who've been there, who've faced other similar problems that you have. So being connected with a group of other people, another thing that I don't see very often in people who are failing in business. And, and Angela, that's, those are the top three things. Um, when it comes to a plan, one of the things that I can suggest to anyone out there who's in business or who intends to buy a business is that they need to have some kind of forecast to create a roadmap of, of where they intend to go in the future. And oftentimes people make these for bankers when they're trying to get loans and they never look at them again. It's got to be a living document. It's got to be something that is revised every year that's referred to several times a year so that you can map your progress and track yourself as you go to see just how far off of your plan um, you're, you're headed. When I worked for any of the big companies that I worked for, this was critical. We, we created a plan for the year called a budget. And then partway through the year, we would track our success vis-a-vis -vis the budget. And if our sales or revenue were down, they would try to make other adjustments in the budget to try to make sure even if we didn't meet the revenue target, we would at least meet the profit target. So maybe they would cut travel expenses or, or other things that they thought they had flexibility with to try to end up at the right position. Most small business people, unfortunately, don't do this. And this is one of the things that leads to failure because they get into a scenario where things are working well enough and they're, they're achieving a lifestyle that's good enough they never really sit down to, to fine tune the machine to get it functioning, firing on all cylinders so they can really make some money and then ultimately sell it for the highest value, right? And it's really unfortunate because all kinds of businesses out there end up selling for less than they could if the owners had just been running them and properly and keeping their eye on the ball. Um, for help with that, go to bizplanschool.com. Um, should be on the bottom of the screen there. Um, that's my cash flow forecasting and business plan writing program. And I teach people starting from a blank sheet, step by step, how to build a proper cash flow forecast, regardless of the type of industry that you're in. And it's one of the most important tools that you can have. And I'll remind you guys once again hit like, hit subscribe, share the video. Um, it's I don't monetize my channel. So uh, YouTube has very little interest in sharing my videos. We have to do it ourselves. Anyway, I'll see you later. I love you very much. Cheers.